0: With your permission, Lord Jesus Christ, truly present with us in the Blessed Sacrament. As we begin this workshop, we take to heart Jesus' virtual last words addressed to his closest collaborators that we call apostles, and he does not give a self-help course. He doesn't speak about gimmicks and methods which have their validity of how to succeed in this outlandish task of bringing this pagan world to the feet of the Master, Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of every person. Most don't know that, it's one of the best kept secrets we want to unveil that best-kept secret. He makes it crystal clear, never said it that way, never said it to the crowds, only said it to maybe 11 men, Judas may have left already. He said, without me, you could do nothing. In terms of conversion and transformation, into christ in terms of being a light of the world jesus says that's your vocation you're a light of the world and so we muster up the humility to entrust ourselves during this gathering we come for conversion and a reaffirmation of our vocation so that we do spread the gospel, because our vocation is that. It's not, well, I have my work, I have my devotions, and if I could fit it in, some personal apostolate or work of evangelization. No, my call is to be an apostle. And the father, the prelate of the work, says, you're not called to do apostolate, you're called to be an apostle. And why did he say that? Because Technically, we're supposed to do apostolate, obviously. But why did he phrase that in that sort of manner? He phrased it that way to stress that I'm on call all the time. I'm always trying to peddle the gospel by my witness, by my example. And hence, the first topic of prayer is to be a branch of the vine, contemplatives in the middle of the world. It's a work of a lifetime, but we need to be a bit in a rush, a serene rush. Saint Jose Maria says in his writings, don't put off holiness. He loved that Latin phrase. I don't know where he got it. Perhaps he created that phrase. Odie et nunc, today and now. And he liked that for, obviously, getting up in the morning and being punctual with our acts of piety. But also he applies that to our quest to be a saint. And we entrust ourselves to our Lord through the Blessed Mother. We have that assurance that when we bring her in, in the rosary, and the Holy Father urges us, encourages us to really focus on this wonderful devotion that Mary herself has appeared on some occasions asking for the rosary and connecting the rosary with conversion and evangelization. And so we trust ourselves to her and we petition her to intercede before her spouse the holy spirit so that like her we could carry christ to others and evangelization is not charm it's not graciousness it's not good manners these are little ingredients that certainly help What's absolutely necessary is that I'm immersed in Christ. That's what a contemplative in the middle of the world is. What's a contemplative? Contemplative means that I'm always dialoguing with Jesus Christ. Even when I'm asleep, there's references to even praying in sleep. St. Jose Maria said that our sleep has to be a time of prayer, or our recreation, when we're Excited in watching a sporting event, when our team wins, when our team loses, when I'm with my family, when I'm doing my work, when I'm suffering, even when I sin to have that immediate response of the humble and contrite heart. And Lord, we know the facts. I mean, we can all exhort each other with the same facts. We know the drill. But I need to allow that echo of those profound words, without me, you could do nothing. And so Jesus, in this parable of the vine and the branches, This is the second time and only John uses that word. English translation is abide. That word is used seldomly. In other words, it's used in John's discourse where he uses the word abide. And now again, this word becomes extremely prominent and the other mandate that keeps repeating itself in this this very last moment, this last evening, this very special time, where he addresses his collaborators, and he says that random devotion is not going to work, and not to ever belittle this, obviously how you practice your catholic faith well on thursday between nine at night and ten i do Eucharistic adoration that's fantastic but that's not what our lord says i mean it's included obviously our lord says abide in me what does that mean i have to be constantly united to him and that's why he says i'm the vine you're the branches And that word abide fits in that parable. He is saying that I'm the driving force of your love. I'm the driving force of your joy. I'm the driving force of your peace. I'm your driving force in your strength and your courage. But you got to be a contemplative. It won't work if. It's a hit-and-miss spirituality. It's not the language of a saint that, well, didn't get to it today. Things got out of hand. No need to get on a guilt trip about it either. We're all a work in progress. We need to be transparent to ourselves and to our Lord. St. Josemaría uses the word sincerity. A hit and miss, spiritual life won't work. And yes, we've got our challenges, we have our work, we're in the middle of the world, we've we got lots of time constraints. Windows to do are acts of piety, are not like big bay windows, they're small windows. But I need to put you first, Lord. You've given me this vocation, this calling, so you've given me the means to do it. You're not going to call me to do something that is impossible. So our Lord says to them, abide in me and I in you. Be always in my presence, always be dialoguing with me. Why does he save it to the end? Well. Because he's leaving and he wants the apostles to always remember this, and they certainly did. 25% of the Gospel of St. John is this one evening. And he is training them, and in fact, he's, he's the perfect teacher. And he, he leaves a lot of stuff out. He doesn't talk about diet. They're going to go different parts of the empire. Diet's going to going to change. He doesn't talk about language. He doesn't talk about getting into shape. seems like you need to get into pretty good shape under those conditions. He doesn't talk about the bias that the Gentiles had against the Jewish people. He doesn't overly speak about, he does speak about persecution, but his main focus, like a good teacher, I want you to stay on that one idea that I want to convey to you, abide in me. And that continues. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. And let's just step back a little bit. Am I giving family, and friends, and colleagues, an experience of Jesus Christ. If you ask me, well, you kind of, um, you've actually known a saint or a blessed. What is the overriding experience? I would say with Blessed Alvaro. An individual endowed with many gifts, but he would hide them. He was very self deprecating. And if I didn't know his background, his major intervention in the Second Vatican Council, his service to the Universal Church and to St. Jose Maria, I would say just a very kind, affectionate priest, bishop cheerful in his way have a lot of uh, salient displays of passion like the founder of the work but i would say that you were in rome during the pontificate of saint john paul okay So, so you've spoken yeah i got a chance to exchange words twice profound theologian and Especially philosopher and great mystic, I would say the same thing. And it wasn't just me. I mean, kids would be crying all the time. And poor St. John Paul was wondering, well, why are they crying? And the secretary, because of you. Why? You're the Pope. There's more to it. I mean, people were just profoundly moved by this love. And maybe the reaction, you know, we're practical Americans, well, they were great people. They were gifted with charisms. No, that's, that's the wrong answer. They let our Lord grow in them. That's the right answer. Whether you're charismatic and you're the life of the party, or whether you're kind of a little bit of an unassuming wallflower. It is that common denominator of being in love with Christ. Lord, I'd like that, but I want to say it honestly. My goal is to be able to say with the saints, and I'm thinking of Saint Jose Maria Jesus, I'm a sinner madly in love with you. That's what he said in his twilight years. I'm madly in love. I'm a aficionado of history of the church, and I was reading a little bit about the, the history of the conversion of Ireland, and I was just wondering about the veracity of what I was reading, because St. Patrick went there and more or less the big dent in converting the whole island. I know it's not exactly the size of the United States, but, but still, in the fourth century, And attempts were made before St. Patrick. And I said to myself, well, maybe it's a stretch that one guy evangelized the whole island in the 4th century after futile attempts before him. I believe it now. Why? Because I have his prayer, his way of looking at his work. He says to the effect... Jesus Christ above me, Jesus Christ under me, Jesus Christ behind me, Jesus Christ in front of me, Jesus Christ next to me. That's what abiding means. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you could do nothing. And let's dwell on this next verse of Jesus. If a man does not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withers. What if it's a real good branch? We know the answer to that. And it's a great analogy because a branch recently severed from the vine looks like a a living branch. But unless that branch gets back on that vine, that branch is going to wither, and there's no way it's going to bear fruit. Perhaps there'll be fruits on that vine, but that's it, no more. No, No more fruit after that. And part of this dialogue with Jesus Christ, an essential part is that we center our day around him through the plan of life, which is the plan of being a saint. It's not a luxury, we know that. It's an honor to deal with him, but it's not a luxury. It's a service. I need to do this. We're kind of like smartphones. They do all sorts of things. You could uh, take pictures, make phone calls, text, email, watch a game, watch a movie. So in a certain sense, that cell phone is, uh, or smartphone is bearing fruit. Reminds you of that someone's having a birthday, all sorts of nice things. But if you don't charge that thing, it's going to cease to bear fruit in terms of all the apps. And it has to be charged. I need to be charged with Christ. Can I have presence of God without the prayer, without the mass, without the rosary? A very lame presence of God, I'd say no. I mean, it's not dogma, it's not in the catechism. And what does that translate into? Can I start approaching that heart of Jesus for my family and for my friends? No. If we're not connected with the vine, just not gonna happen. Our gifts separated from that vine go nowhere. And he says that, he's saying to all of us, even a light, our Lord says, you're the light of the world. Well, we gotta massage that, we gotta unpack that. He's the light of the world. Jesus, you're the light of the world, as he comes before us. And maybe as we we contemplate the Eucharist on this Thursday morning, where we customarily recite the Adorate Devote, I go back to another memory, I was with Don Javier, the former father, prelate of Opus Dei, and we were having a workshop for vicars. And the first day of the workshop was on a Thursday. The Blessed Sacrament was exposed on the altar. And I just can't forget it. He would say, and he didn't use this word so much before, He said, my sons, hunger for the bread of life. Hunger for it. It's providential that we begin our workshop on a Thursday morning because we're reminded that the first act one of the workshop, he was telling us, the first event is the right event, is to come before the blessed sacrament. Hunger for it. Lord, help me hunger for it. I don't hunger for it enough. I don't want any of these beautiful counsels of the teachings of Saint Josemaria to be a cliché with me. The Mass, the Eucharist is the center of your life. But Lord, I want that to happen. And you've got to help me more because I'm totally pulled in every direction. I don't live in Shelbourne on a perennial retreat, I'm in the, in the thick of things in the real world. Help me hunger for this. And maybe our Lord is going to respond, precisely because you're in the thick of things. And precisely because the Holy Spirit is reemphasizing that the laity are the face of the church. It's not because we can't cut it. We've got to cut it much better. We priests, But that's the original model which means that we need to be contemplative, dialogue with our Lord, and pray up a storm. I want this to be a goal. Lord, you can't say no. Said a prayerful soul, that is is in the way, in intentions may Jesus be our end, in affections our love, In speech, our theme, in actions, our model. Your spouses, your your children, grandchildren, friends, what do I do to attract them to the Lord? You know, the Holy Father uses that word attraction. How do I become that light? He said, I'm a light. Well, Lord, you're the only light. He who walks with me, Walks in darkness no longer, but will have the light of life. But you're saying I'm the light. He couldn't use that analogy in those days, but the light is a participation in the power source. When I connect the fixture, the light fixture, to the power source through its wiring system, the light goes on. When I disconnect, that wire to the power source, it goes off. Because the light fixture is not the source of power. The source of power is the power station. I'm not the source of light, he is. I I radiate him to the degree that I'm united to him. It's an impossible goal, but we can approach it. I radiate Christ so that contemplation We'll always begin with charging the batteries, charging the heart, charging the mind. And what a disservice to others when we neglect that plan of life. I will deprive them as good as a personality may be. Leadership qualities, charm, humor. I'm depriving because this doesn't come from me. I'm not the source. I'm the connector, as it were. I'm the light fixture. I want to be a better one, but that's all I am. And so it's about them. Anyway, we take that shortcut to our Lord, the Blessed Mother. We ask you, Mary, for your intercession, that you be merciful, your Son be merciful to us, and give us lights, so we see where I need to love more, where I need to convert, where I need to seek you more, in little ways, in little things but effective ways, we entrust ourselves to you, Mary. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.